There's title changes, a shocking heel turn, and zombies? And more in this week's review of NXT's Halloween Havoc. <laughs> that's right, motherfucker. That's not how that's not how spooky movies should begin. What's up, bitches? It's time for some spookiness. Um yeah, Halloween Havoc was this week and holy shit they delivered. Um you know, cause like AEW or not AEW, NXT has been known to do these kind of run against AEW pay-per-views, i.e. Great American Bash, Halloween Havoc, and then, of course, in the first few months when they first went live, just whatever the fuck they want to throw in there. Charlotte Flair? Sure, she's on the show. Anything to boost those ratings. But this was a ratings booster show, and it definitely did that. The set looks amazing. Shotzi, Shotzi looking like a snack through the whole show. Oh, girl didn't have to go that hard in the paint, but she did. Um, I two spots. I will let I will let this be known. Two spots of this show were spoiled for me, and they were the first two spots on the show. So that made me really, really excited. But yeah, after uh, after the second thing got spoiled, I just said. Yeah, let's watch. Well, let's just watch it. So, uh, first match of the card, Gargano versus Priest. And in true pay-per-view fashion, Priest has a guitarist play some real Eddie Van Halen eruption shit and then play him out to the ring. That was dope. Johnny comes out dressed as fucking Jack Skellington because he's a nerd. And he sliced open the pumpkin. It was so fucking epic. So Shotzi spins the wheel, makes the deal, and it is a devil's playground match, which is a fucking false count anywhere. But they still had a lot of real fun with it. Priest went really violent in the beginning until Gargano throws him into the steel steps and pulls out a kendo stick, to which Priest said, fuck you, I have a police baton, which came out of nowhere. Uh, during commercial break, they finally take advantage of the whole false count anywhere. They're wrestling all around the arena, and it it is a gorgeous set so it was a lot of fun uh johnny on when they get back from commercial rushes off the ramp hits a senton it was really fun um the whole thing with this match in the beginning the whole story seemed to be that gargano no matter what he could what he was doing couldn't get one over on priest priest was always coming back pretty strong and then uh sliced bread into the ring steps was a great spot then johnny opens a casket i guess to throw a uh, priest in it but a skeleton comes out spooks him and then gargano says fuck you and super kicks the skeleton Oh my god, it was great. Um, they gave them three segments, which yeah, they deserved. It was great. They end up wrestling all the way up by the uh, by the wheel itself. So Gargano is there next to his big nemesis, the wheel. And uh, Gargano's been using a trash can to beat the hell out of Priest. And Johnny turns around. Cuts a promo on the wheel, which popped me, and Priest took advantage, kicking the garbage can into Johnny's face, and then all of a sudden, 
fucking Ghostface shows up. And look, I know it's Indy Hartwell, but Ghostface shows up, hits Priest with a steel pipe, allowing uh, Johnny to run up the wheel, hit a uh, corkscrew DDT before Ghostface gives Johnny a tombstone that he just bashes across the face of Priest, who falls to the earth off the top. It was a really, really well done bump. The smoke effects really hit a lot of it. And then Johnny, of course, crawls down and pins him. One, two, three. It was so fucking good. Um, That was the first thing that was spoiled was finding out Gargano won, but I didn't even care that it was spoiled. It was just that good of a match. Um, Oh, and the ghost face thing got spoiled for me because i had to look up news for uh for fight boys and it was one of the top stories was like why didn't ghostface unmask because it was indy hartwell and indy was not allowed to be there because of covid but we all know it was indy although a part of me really hopes they don't say anything and then in the future they're just like ah yes the night ghostface helped johnny gargano become a two-time north american champion so then we go to the commentary team and they're reviewing the night but the best part of it is the fact that Vic is dressed as Waldo and Barrett's dressed normal and Vic's like wait I thought you were gonna come dressed up you challenged me to a costume contest he goes I am in costume and I'm afraid I've got some bad news so he was in he was dressed as bad news Barrett he had a little gavel it was ridiculous then we get a promo from Cameron Grimes Cameron Grimes he spooked he's scared uh William Regal approaches him and he's like all right Mr. Regal I'm ready to go out to the ring have a good wrestling match and then Regal says you're not going to the ring which means that they are going to a legitimate haunted house, which is fucking buck wild. So then Pat McAfee comes out to cut a promo and Pat is Pat is a very old school heel. He really does have that. What's up? You pencil necked geeks kind of delivery. And it's all right. It's okay. I don't know if I'll ever be able to fully talk positively about pat mcafee because fuck pat mcafee but i guess that means he's doing his job right and he brings up the fact that after his match that he did so well in at takeover 30 adam cole didn't congratulate him he just stood over him and did the ue hand signal so he paid off ridge holland because he ended up being too busy which actually does make sense pat's recording and doing a lot of shit so he pays off a guy to beat up adam cole Kyle O'Reilly interrupts before he can get to the ring. Pete fucking Dunn's music hits, baby. Hell yeah, I was pumped, even though I already knew what was about to happen. Pete backstabs Kyle, hits him in the back with a steel chair. All of Pat's cronies beat up Kyle while Pat sits up on the uh, turnbuckle observing what he's done. So, um... War Games is set, I guess. We know what War Games is going to be. And I talked about this on Fight Boys, but I don't know who was supposed to be the original member of the group. Because Pat makes more sense, but Pete fits the aesthetic more. The, we're a bunch of angry British men who are going to beat the shit out of you aesthetic. So, I I don't know. Um, The best part was at the end, they did like a draping DDT, and Pat went, wait, 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 and then grabbed a steel chair and just kind of like gingerly set it underneath Kyle before they delivered it it was really fun so uh cameron is still talking to regal he says that you know what i'll I'll take the loss let me have the loss i don't care so uh regal says no you have to wrestle and then he takes him out to a van and there's a zombie in the van and michael p.s hayes comes out of the back of it grooving to bad street usa and that was fucking great 
And then we get Jake Atlas versus Santos Escobar. Uh, for some reason, Legado del Fantasma has a new entrance. I don't like it as much. I really like their old, really gold one. This one's more blues. Santos has some Rey Mysterio-inspired gear. They're all wearing Dia de los Muertos paint. And in the beginning, Escobar, of course, is going hard in the paint. And much like in the opening... Atlas just can't get one over on Escobar. He never really can get that edge. But when he finally does get that edge, when he finally does begin to beat down Escobar, he hits the cartwheel DDT, which is gorgeous. Mendoza uh, headbutts uh, headbutts Atlas, and he has a loaded mask, and Escobar uh, pins him with the legato for the win. It was violently by the books it was heel gets all of his heat babyface has a great comeback heel cheats heel wins it was by the books it was pretty boring on what was otherwise a very impressive show so that was a little depressing uh we get a promo from ember basically she says she wants it all and that dakota kai stepped up that dakota kai has grown to be one of the best in the world and that ember is ready to show her why ember moon is the best basically and it was a nice little promo it was setting up next week's show which is weird on a pay-per-view which it's not but on a pseudo pay-per-view to be like also next week stuff's is gonna happen uh shotzi has a costume change at this point she's kind of got like an elvira look and mm, ooh, shotzi blackheart she is my new wrestle wrestle crush if you couldn't tell already and now we have it ladies and gentlemen the haunted house of terror and i watched this show at 1.5 speed because i had it recorded so i said let's get through it this one i went back to normal and it was the best shit uh cameron is just walking around whining and terrified at everything and then he finally goes into the haunted house and he hears like a he sees a bicycle wheel behind he goes loomis i didn't know you had kids it popped me. Then he walks up to the referee. The referee's a zombie. Uh, Dexter is like breaking down the door to breaking down the door that Grimes tries to hide behind, like straight up out of the shining. There's a demon in the shower. The only problem I had with it is it was just so damn dark. It was very darkly lit, like to a point where uh, because I was watching it during the daytime, the light through my window was obscuring everything. So it was very dark, unfortunately, so I couldn't see a lot of it. Uh, But it's Cameron Grimes getting chased by zombies. What the fuck else do I want? So now we get Ripley versus Gonzalez. Raquel doesn't even get an entrance, which was kind of rough i'm like she needs to be set up to be a big deal and i will say i don't know what they've done to raquel but she looks like she belongs with dakota kai now like their attire their makeup it really solidifies them as a team and this was how you do a big boy punch fight correctly you can open it with that you just can't let it dictate the rest of the match because if you start with that kind of fury smaller things like suplexes start to feel like more like think about moxley versus um kenny omega last year at full gear People say it's violent, and it was, but they had a really violent spot in the opening with Kenny, you know, raking the barbed wire over Moxley's mat back. That made everything else they did feel more brutal, even if it wasn't. And that's what they did with this match, is it opened with a big boy punch fight. And it just quickly turned into a lot of violence. Uh, Rio looking phenomenal during the commercial break. Big surprise. Raquel takes control after she catches Rhea off of a dive and just slams her down. 
And I love this because it was a lot of creative brutality from Ripley and the emotion. You could really see it on their faces like you could see how much this has taken a toll on Ripley's body. Uh, I can't remember what the spot was. I think Raquel was going for like a power bomb, and Rhea flipped it into a head scissors at the last minute, which was great because it showed she's it's this isn't this. That's what a good big boy punch fight doesn't have to just be violence you can also do clever shit like that and that was really fun she hits the riptide for the win and i loved this match because it really showed because Rhea has come out of some matches looking a little beat up but never to the level she did here it really even though she lost it put over raquel gonzalez as a force to be reckoned with even though ripley won raquel got more of the shine and that that was good that meant a lot there now we get uh, Cameron Grimes running on the fucking running on the fucking road back to the CWC. <laughs> he has said, fuck this haunted house. I'm going back to the arena and he will run there. So we get a promo backstage. Drake Maverick is dressed as Hulk Hogan. And that was gross. Then like the Yeti, the Yeti showed up. Killian Dane is dressed as the Shockmaster. It was it was nothing. This was a whole real big nothing segment. It was really, it was a little silly, but not enough to really tickle my funny bone. So now we come back from commercial. Cameron's back in the fucking CWC. He passes out from exhaustion, but then when he looks up, he realizes he's in the graveyard of the uh, the Halloween Havoc uh, stage. And so he gets up and there's more fucking zombies and cameron grimes is being stalked by zombies loomis shows up behind cameron in the ring as smoke fills it loomis has his basic beat down the bulldog into the center all of his stuff that i feel like doesn't fit his character but he still does anyways uh the zombies come in and basically like they swarm around loomis almost as if he is their zombie master grimes hits a zombie with a cave-in which is something i didn't think i was gonna say about halloween havoc uh a zombie crawls on top of loomis he just yeets a zombie at grimes and then barrett gives the best call of the match which is you know zombies are legal in this matchup which holy shit barrett uh grimes gets choked out for the victory and then the zombies all start to swarm his body as we cut to commercial a freeze frame on loomis's face as the end is written in blood and you know something it was silly it was goofy but it was really fucking good and at least the stuff in the cwc was well lit so i loved that and for me like wwe does these house of horror haunted house bullshit I'm happy they finally doubled down and said, let's make a real-ass haunted house with zombies and demons in it. They finally put their money where their mouth is in it. It was so good. So now we get a promo from Champa, and this was actually just like a really nice, earnest promo where he's talking about the fact that this is not the NXT Champa remembers. It's almost, it's almost like he's firing off about how NXT has been 
since they went live, since they went to battle with AEW. He's saying the culture has changed, that uh, people are asking for handouts, they're not earning anything, and I was waiting for him to say the NXT has become the main roster, because that was the basically what he was saying, and uh, he says Ciampa was never handed anything, and then he turns to Velveteen Dream, and he says, Velveteen Dream, you got all the talent in the world, but you keep getting in your own way, you keep asking for these handouts, and then in it by saying you know the old saying hit me with your cast once shame on you hit me with your cast twice you're a dead man which holy shit what so that happened we then get two matches announced for next week ember versus dakota kai and tomaso champa versus velveteen dream so good another week where i get to watch velveteen dream get the shit kicked out of him now we are on to our main event, Candice LeRae versus Io Shirai. Candice comes out dressed as the Sally to Johnny's Jack. I thought that was very cute. Poppy fucking showed up as an anime schoolgirl and walked Io to the ring. That was great. It started out with some real big brutality out of both of them. Candace pulls out a table and there's like a bag on it and she realizes that there's full of it's full of fake body parts and Candace like gets the ew gross. Eo says now fuck that and just starts beating up Candace with a fake hand. It was great. They pulled out a million different ladders. Um, then we went to commercial. When we come back there are tables set up. The tables have chalk outlines on them. Those were fucking amazing. And they definitely went over time because there were two minutes left in the proper show and a ladder was just then getting set up. But I I didn't mind. I was like, yeah, go over. Go into Law & Order SVU. I don't care. Uh, I I love the spot where EO was setting up a ladder and Candace climbed it in the interim, which was very clever on Candace's part. That's what I'm loving about the Gargano family is, is how much of what they do is just based on cleverness and wiliness. That's my favorite kind of heel is a clever wily one um eo was taking some brutal brutal misses during this match like if if eo had lost spoiler alert uh it would have been due to her own uh kind of buck wild nature because she tried for a moonsault onto chairs candace gets out of the way so she just nails it right into the chairs you ended up having a ladder bridge set up on one side of the ring Two ladders set up in the ring, two tables set up on the outside of the ring, um, then uh, a pile of chairs, and then that she suplexes Candace onto. And then there was another spot. I can't remember what it was, but it was Candace avoiding something big and EO ending up hurting herself by like flying it. It might have been a meteora into a steel chair. I, I'm not I can't remember exactly what it was. Uh, then she ends up I can't remember if it was Candace or EO who did this, but the other person had their leg trapped in a steel chair and they grabbed it by the legs of the chair and used it to snap the ankle. That was vicious. Then a neck breaker through the tables and Right after that spot, Ghostface returns and takes Candace into the ring and is about to help her climb for the title when Shotzi Blackheart in a devil outfit. Oh, by the way, I forgot about that. It's tables, ladders, and scares. Shotzi spun the wheel, make the deal. Uh, Shotzi comes out in her devil outfit, saves the match, drops this ghost onto the chair, got Ghostface onto the chairs like it was nothing. And then, holy fuck. EO sets up a second ladder, but Candace says, no, 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 I can get it first. And then EO pushes the ladder with Candace on it, and she takes a 
full-on fucking hip bump not a flat back bump not nothing just her hip connecting directly with the ladder bridge that just crumples underneath her it was insanity and i know i wanted candace to win do i care that she didn't no because it was just that good of a fucking match like i will i'm fully expecting candace to get it someday just because of how much she put her body on the line during this but it was very fucking good um overall i give the whole show about a four out of five i think like like i said there were a few moments that were lulls i feel like the legato match needed a little bit more uh raquel and ripley was good like the matches were all good they were all really really solid it's just i kind of wanted more spooky stuff like i wouldn't have mind like pat mcafee and them not being here waiting a week or some shit like that but yeah it, it's whatever it was a really really solid show i'm kind of trying to be uh very uh protective of my five star shows but this was pretty fucking close it was really really good but do you agree do you disagree let me know on twitter at scotty mo that is spelled s-c-o-t-t-y-e-m-o and check out all of the other programming including today's episode of fight boys that should be out later today at a load of pure BS dot com. And as always, remember to follow us on Twitter at Fight Boy Show, because when you're a fight boy, you're a fight boy for life.